Welcome to our podcast series, The New World of Life Sciences. Life science companies are facing unprecedented change, which is significantly impacting the existing business models. In this podcast series, we will discuss key trends and their implications for life science industry and key imperatives for business model innovation. My name is Arne Butmann. I'm a partner at Oxygy, and I have more than 20 years of experience in helping clients in the pharma and medical device industry improve the way they work and reimagine their business model. With me today is again my colleague Günther Klutschek. I'm Günther Klutschek. Um, I joined Oxygy about a year ago. Prior to consulting, I have been working for pharmaceutical industry for more than 25 years in various uh, operational and strategic roles in local markets as well as in uh, uh, regional headquarters, including GM positions in Austria and Germany and chief of staff and head of strategy in the Europe and Canada region. Thank you. So today we talk about change and regulatory complexity. Change obviously has become the new constant. The pace of change and the disruption is faster than ever. When we spoke in previous episodes of this podcast, we discussed the need for more value demonstration, patient centricity, digitalization as a key enabler, and the need for a partnering approach. Transforming business model takes time, but if you're not changing or not implementing change fast enough, then the environment may have developed further, making your initial change effort irrelevant in the worst case. Günther, what is needed from an internal perspective to successfully adopt new business models? Yeah, it's exactly, Anne. Um, change is the key topic, and therefore, agility has become a key organizational capability needed to adapt and change in a timely manner uh, to thrive in today's uh, unpredictable world. So, creating agile organizations and developing agile leaders is the foundation for bringing innovative business models to life. According to a lot of research in this field, there are six uh, levers uh, to make a company more agile. First one is purpose. Creating and unifying and compelling purpose with customer centricity at its core to guide strategic decisions and day-to-day -day work uh, likewise. Uh, then structure. Building fluid, flexible, and team-based organizational structure to enable cross-functional collaboration and also building an agile governance to push down decision rights and resource allocation to the lowest level in the organization feasible. Process. It's about defining standardized but lean signature processes coupled uh, with agile solution development, such as uh, design thinking, working in sprints to prototyping, and so on. Then a transparent performance management and incentive system to be built to foster this agile working and collaboration. And IT landscape and systems enabling insights generation, fact-based decision-making and speed. And mostly important, a culture of learning and uh, innovation and agile leadership empowering and developing employees. The culture of learning and innovation, can you elaborate a bit more on that? Sure. In order to move from rigid and risk-averse to agile, experimental and adaptive behaviors, companies need to let go a prevailing mindset, a mindset of an idea 
has to be fully baked and the solution has to have every bell and whistle before being launched. Instead, organizations need to foster an agile uh, way of working and empower employees. If you leave a known path and uh, try out something new, then mistakes are inevitable. And therefore, a trust and learn mentality is needed to reframe mistakes as a source of discovery and learning, thereby reducing the fear of failure. And by how leaders react to failure, they actually create the norms for appropriate uh, risk-taking, which means they legitimize failure um, as part of discovery and growth. Um, in my opinion, leaders have uh, actually two, two key roles. They are architects, architects of their organization's vision, purpose, strategy, structure, and processes to create the framework for uh, uh, HL organizations. And they are also role models, uh, role models to influence how agile an organization culture uh, actually is. It is a paradoxical world though, right? Because while more agility and appropriate risk-taking behavior is required to manage the market challenges, regulatory compliance is actually increasing in complexity and the ability to shape and to manage the complex legal and regulatory imperatives will increasingly have a competitive advantage. Yes, it is, Anne. And as you rightly said, the already complex uh, regulatory landscape is uh, going to become even more complicated as the demand for personalized uh, healthcare solution uh, is increasing. And let's take the design of a simple patient engagement uh, activity uh, like ETC's support app as an example. If the design is not done properly, you can run into many compliance issues. Patient promotion, data privacy, pharmacovigilance regulations, anti-corruption and competition laws, just to name a few. Therefore, involving legal and compliance functions early in the iterative solution creation process helps to ensure compliance and at the same time allows for an agile way of working, given that uh, legal and compliance functions are trained in providing this solution support. I think that's really important because when it comes especially to data privacy, nothing is more sensitive than personal health data. Yeah, the use of big data to manage the COVID-19 crisis might increase acceptance of digital means for collecting, analyzing, and processing sensitive health data for improved uh, health outcomes. But data privacy and security remains a key or a very critical topic. And additionally, there are new regulations uh, on related topics, such as new technology standards, new scientific standards for real-world evidence and transparency rules. And they all will define the boundaries within uh, which the actors in the healthcare sector are allowed to play. So successfully navigating an uncertain and ambiguous uh, regulatory landscape in a compliant way uh, has become uh, certainly a business-critical capability. Right. And at the same time as the interdependence between all the players in the healthcare sector increases, companies who are seen as ethical and trustworthy will 
be the partners of choice, I assume. So this requires the decision-making, which is balancing, well, medical, economic, and ethical considerations. Yeah, for sure. For sure, Anne. Um, and this complex, uh, let's say, decision-making, I think it's 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 relevant for the for the entire for the entire topic of uh, business innovation, because given the high interdependency and complexity of trends and challenges discussed in our series, it's certainly not an easy task to encompass the six imperatives: uh, number one, uh, value demonstration; number two, patient stakeholder centricity; number three, digitalization for value generation; number four, collaboration and partnership. Number five, a culture of learning and innovation. Uh, and number six, uh, regulatory compliance. So in doing so, a holistic and agile transformation approach is certainly needed. Now, Anne, given, given your long-lasting transformation experience, what next steps should companies take? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I would say it's probably five steps. The first one is, companies have to understand how close to excellence their company is. So with our clients, we're using a model which helps assess the maturity against these six imperatives that you just mentioned. The second step would then be to envision how you see your future business model. So how different will your company look like in one year, in three years, in five years? Which capabilities will you have built? How will you engage differently with the five Ps, right? Then the third step is to compare where you are today with where you want to be and align on the priorities based on your strategy and based on the identified gap. And that will then lead you to a fourth step of scoping, shattering, executing initiatives, but always with an agile approach, always with this idea that you show results quickly, test and learn, right? And then the fifth step is basically monitoring progress and continuously reassessing and going back to your maturity assessment from step one and adapt your approach as, as required. Would you say that makes sense, Gunther? Uh, makes absolutely sense, Anna, yeah. Yeah, so this concludes the fourth episode of our podcast. In the upcoming episodes, Günther and I will talk to clients and colleagues in our network to hear their perspective and experience with the new world of life sciences. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and tune in for more episodes to come.